We've heard from you about the Phase 4 bridge to Phase 5 for all 11 regions of the governor's COVID-19 plan to reopen the state. The Phase 5 plans changed multiple times. And uh, after industry leaders uh, raised concerns about what direction they can get to bring conventions back to the state, especially in some of the major uh, economic areas like Chicago and even here at Springfield. But joining us to react to that is State Senator Terry Bryant from Murfreesboro. Senator, thanks for taking time with us this morning. Uh, your your initial reaction here. Good to be with you today. Absolutely. So 70% of the elderly population will have to get vaccinated before we even get to this bridge. Uh, is this enough? Well, um, I, first of all, uh, I'm glad you mentioned the vaccine because so much of the governor's bridge plan uh, depends on uh, vaccinations. That first, it would be kind of interesting to know uh, why, since that is his metric, um, he's been less than transparent about how the vaccines will be allocated. Uh, I'm very fortunate. I have two mass vaccination sites within my district, but it takes me three hours to drive from one end of my district to the other. And uh, in, you know, in that case, there are m- multiple county health departments right on that route who don't know from day to day what their allocation is going to be. And we still don't have any transparency on how that allocation is going to work. So if you're going to make it about the vaccine, then he should be more transparent about how the vaccine is being allocated. And I know you've been trying to get uh, even information at IDOC about the vaccination schedules there. Mm -hmm. Any update on that? Because they they essentially replied to me just uh, seeking statement that they're not going to release that for safety concerns. Right, which I find very disturbing. Uh, As you know, I'm retired from the Department of Corrections, 20 years there. A simple question of where is your schedule for which institution will be vaccinated throughout because uh, in the um, in the uh, uh, committee that had Deputy Director Andrew Friend on, he indicated that it was a pilot program that was going to begin, I believe, at either Dixon or East Moline. And I'm very, I was very curious about that. So making some phone calls to some people that I know still working at Department of Corrections, they said, this isn't a, a pilot program. Everybody has their schedule for when they're going to get it. So um, obviously, it's not a pilot program, and why would they be uh, less than forthright with the schedule? It doesn't make any sense. It's all it's all about keeping control, and it's all about uh, keeping everybody in the dark about their plan. State Senator Terry Bryant joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, um, talking about plans here. Uh, and I don't know mm-hmm. how familiar you are with the uh, influenza pandemic response plan, I think is what the the terminology is for this plan. But it, from my understanding, uh, looking at this even last summer, it was something that's been cultivated year after year after year by different administrations. And, you know, it's a plan of sorts that uh, has the state work with uh, local county health departments to to respond uh to to any kind of uh pandemic influenza uh and uh, it doesn't seem that 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 plan was was utilized necessarily and we've heard the governor say time and again and even uh you know the doctor uh of the public health uh, department saying that you know they didn't have a plan they 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 had to kind of do this all from scratch i what's your reaction to that that statement that you know that this is all new to them and and they had to start from scratch i mean didn't we have h1n1 and the SARS viruses before. Uh, why, why does it seem that everybody was caught off guard this past year? Well, I don't, I don't think that everyone was caught off guard. I think possibly Governor Pritzker was caught off guard. Um, obviously, Dr. Azike wasn't because she was familiar with the fact that there was an influenza plan. Uh, in addition to that, I think it was after uh, Hurricane Katrina, 
all of the health departments uh, had to put in place what would happen uh, if we had a, a, a catastrophe such as, you know, in the Midwest, we're not going to have a, a Hurricane Katrina, but we might have an earthquake. We could have a tornado. I live in Murfreesboro. That certainly is earthquake and tornado alley. And, of course, they do, in fact, have those mass vaccination plans in place at the local health departments. That's been a, 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 a bone of contention for the, the Monroe County uh, health department in that they had their plan in place. They were ready to go and they get roughly 200 vaccines a week if they get that. And they, they're not for sure from one week to the next if they're going to get it. So, yeah, there were multiple plans in place, including the one that you just mentioned. Unfortunately, that would have not given Governor Pritzker the um, the power that he now holds. And I've been very careful for the two years that I've been serving with him as governor not to attack him personally. I don't think that there's a place for that uh, in what we do, that it's really about the policies that we all put forward. He has not been transparent in any of the policies that he has put forward, but this one affects people's lives. And people have a right to know what's moving forward. And this, you know, I, I've said this multiple times now over the last few days. He is not the monarch of Illinois. He's the governor. There's a co-equal branch of government in uh, the legislature. Uh, the Senate was in session on Tuesday and Wednesday. The, ho- the House was in session yesterday. That was three days this past week that he could have met with the legislature, even if it were in small groups with just leadership, and at least explain the plan. Do you know that he did not meet with the legislators about his plan until after his press conference yesterday? And that has been his mode of operation throughout this entire pandemic. Legislators find out after the press finds out. That is not acceptable when you're a co-equal branch of government. Yeah, I heard that from uh, um, Democratic State Representative Jamie Andrade yesterday as well. That mm-hmm. uh, you know they mm-hmm. may reach out and say, <laughs> uh, "This is what we're gonna do," uh, but they don't ask, uh, "What do your constituents need?" Uh, and that's well, uh, you know, some, something interesting that has happened in all of this is when Senator Feigenholz finally got engaged and held a hearing and had a union president on. Uh, president from Chicago who represents a lot of the workers at the convention centers, hotels, so forth. Right. All of a sudden, the governor comes out with Plan 4B. I had a question yesterday from a constituent who sent me that says Plan 4B actually requires more than Phase 5 actually does. Because if you look at Phase 5, it says that we go to Phase 5 upon having a vaccination. This now says that X number of individuals in certain demographic have to be vaccinated before we can move to phase five. So actually, if we complete phase 4B, we will have once again exceeded the metric that the governor on his own established. So I asked for weeks for a phase, you know, for a plan. What's your plan? We've already exceeded the metrics for your previous plan. Lo and behold, he puts out a new plan and it is um, it's worse than the original plan. Back to this idea of a plan, though. I mean, a lot of the uh, mm-hmm. criticism has been the lack of certainty moving forward and this kind of mm-hmm. shifting of the goalposts and, and, and so on. Um, why? I guess the question is, is why are having plans in place like that, you know, those that have been cultivated, like the vaccine distribution plan you've talked about at a county level and so on, uh, why, why is it so important to have that? that plan right and to and to point to that plan yeah i can answer that quite easily you know as i said i was in corrections for 20 years you drill over and over and over again hostage drills fire drills 
so forth, just so that when the event happens, and, you know, I, I retired from Pinckneyville Correctional Centers where there was a hostage taken and where the, you know, the RIT team actually had to get into place and someone died at the end of the day. Had that plan not been in place, it would have been the hostage that died instead of the hostage taker. So obviously the plans have to be in place and then you have to execute those plans once that, you know, that emergency happens. That hasn't happened in this case because the plan that was in place would have allowed the people who were trained to do it to do it and we would have been through the emergency in Illinois much quicker. I've traveled to Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, Florida. I live an hour from Kentucky, an hour from Indiana, and an hour from Missouri. I've traveled to all three of those states, and we are being held at an economic disadvantage from all of our surrounding states, whether you are close to Wisconsin or close to the Indiana border, whichever border you happen to be by, the governor is holding us at a disadvantage. And again, it's so he can keep a stranglehold on this state, and that is not his job. State Senator Terry Bryant with us. Uh, I'm hearing from others that, uh, you know, in more rural areas, they're just, they're moving on. Uh, and uh, the governor's not leading them. He, the governor's, like, falling behind them. That uh, the constituents are, are just, they're, they're going on their own way. They're doing it safely, but they're going well, on their own it, way. Yeah. It's not just the rural areas. The city of Chicago is giving the governor a collective middle finger. Right? I mean, part of the reason I think that the governor finally relented and gave us a new plan is because Chicago said, we're moving on with or without you. And so they've, they've opened up in Chicago. I had another friend that texted me and said that she was at the airport uh, in Chicago at O'Hare and every restaurant was packed shoulder to shoulder with people. Every bar was packed shoulder to shoulder. Um, Southwest airlines was lining people up to get on the plane exactly the way they did before the pandemic. And no one had on a mask. So obviously uh, other parts of the state besides the more rural areas are moving on. I have a, a big belief that if we encourage adults to continue to wear masks when they're able, wash their hands, and socially distance, I think just like it, you mentioned H, uh, H1N1, um, swine flu, whatever whatever you want to call it, we made it through those pandemics, and they were pandemics, uh, and uh, very little um, very little uh, media time given to those, but certainly a governor of the state did not put us into what amounts to uh, a gubernatorial takeover of the entire state and a monarchical government now instead of three branches of government. State Senator Terry Bryant, uh, finally here, what can be done? Uh, Democratic supermajority in both chambers uh, has pretty much sat on their hands uh, during this time. Instead of being that uh, that co-equal branch of government as a check, we have lawsuits. Well, in the, we have lawsuits in the courts uh, as another possible check, but that's taken its time, too. What what can what can be done about this? Well, we don't. We, the lawsuits are fine. That's another branch of government and it is an avenue. But the fact is that the majority party leadership has ceded um, the uh, responsibility that we have and their authority to the governor. So you're right. I'm in a super minority. But what can we do in a super minority? We can keep bringing this stuff to light. If we keep it in the darkness, if we allow the governor to operate in a not, less than transparent manner, which is what he's doing, and many of his agencies, then then nothing changes. But when we as elected officials speak for, in my case, representing 210,000 people, uh, the 210,000 people that I represent, even if they want to continue with going along with the governor, they still want transparency. So 
for those of us who are in a super minority, we're going to have to keep speaking out. And we hope that some of the members of the majority party, like Senator Feigenholz, will eventually step up and say, no, this is wrong, and you have to change this, because the governor will listen to his own party if they push back hard enough. So shame on them for not pushing back. State Senator Terry Bryant, Republican from Murfreesboro, greatly appreciate you taking time with us this morning and giving us your thoughts. And we'll talk again soon. My pleasure, Greg. Anytime.